0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Salt and Shadows. Trace the salt, embrace the shadow. Hi, Diana. Hey, Courtney.
1: Welcome back. We are here for episode number seven, I believe we're on. Is that right? Talking about... Sounds right. I think it is, right? Yeah. You got something on your nose. Oh, God. (laughs) It was a speck of uh, ash because we have set up our altars and the joints have been lit. Mm -hmm. And today we're going to be talking about tangible tips for shadow work. We want to start bringing more actual action steps to a lot of this shadow stuff that we are talking about and learning how to be able to integrate it. Because when we stopped to think about what is shadow work... I, I still draw a blank, like, and, and then I Google, I have to Google it, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I know it's facing parts of ourselves that we're uncomfortable with, but, like, where, when you've stumbled down the path and and, and have integrated this into your life, trying to rewind and be like, oh, yeah, like, well, what are the tangible steps for actually integrating this? So, Diana and I have been revisiting uh, revisiting that, but before we dive into that, it's my turn for a what do we call them? Icebreaker questions. And we're in
0: person this week as well.
1: Yes, we are. We're back at my place in Skagit Valley. And there's a heat wave this weekend. We're recording. This is in real time. Basically, it's the Friday before you're hearing this episode. And yeah, heat wave coming in. Hot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm enjoying it. As long as there's a breeze. When the breeze goes away, I will no longer be enjoying it.
1: That's really the only way that I am surviving, because I don't have AC or fan at all. It's, I gotta get that cross breeze going. Hell yes. (laughs) So the first question is, the icebreaker question, with. With nothing – how did you ask me this last last week? With, with no hindrance at all in, in the options, like dietary restrictions. I'm talking food here. Okay. No dietary restrictions. Or... I'm eating
0: the chocolate caramel while you're asking me you. <laughs> you try talking with a caramel in your mouth, you might have to it's pause. It's so easy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is your favorite dessert? Oh, God. I know you had asked me my favorite ice cream a couple of times ago, but
0: what about, like, dessert? Dessert. Wow. That's a good question. I feel like I really need to go basic with this. I'm not a huge sweet person. Oh. I love a good affogato. Oh, my God. I forgot about affogato. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which for anybody that ice doesn't cream know, with espresso
0: poured over it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, or yeah. gelato.
0: I th- is it gelato originally because is it's it? Italian. Ooh, that might be true. I don't that know. That might be true. But I, my favorite gelato flavor it? is pistachio. Oh wow! So that might actually oh, yeah. work really well. Well, hold on. You said that about ice cream. I think. Did it? Well, I mean, I. they're kind of yeah for sure they're basically the Um, same something very similar (laughs) (laughs) because
1: I was going to launch into how I haven't had that and then I'm like wait I remember saying this before (laughs) yeah probably go back and listen to that episode yeah I don't remember which episode that icebreaker question was but But,
0: yeah like that's something that's like really satisfying I think I want to have a dessert Mm -hmm. I'm not a big cake person okay I don't like a lot of frosting and things like that. I went through a phase where I made cupcakes, mm-hmm. and I I couldn't eat more than one at a time. Like it was just like, yeah. I think I'm just not a big cakey kind of person. But yeah,
1: well, my answer
0: is cupcakes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sitting here thinking, like, you don't have to eat more than one. (laughs) You're like, I just couldn't eat more than one. They were so good. Yeah. Each
0: one that I ate, I had my favorite cupcake places in Seattle and I loved Uh, them.
1: With ice cream, too. And for me, ideally, I'd say, I don't know. I love a variety of different cupcakes. That's just, I'm just going to go with that. I love dessert and I'm a very big sweets person. What was your favorite place in Seattle?
0: Uh, I liked uh, trophy cupcakes.
1: Oh. oh, yeah, in uh, Wallingford. Well, one of their locations.
0: Yeah, I went, I think I My went to Wallingford, but I went to the U Village location more. Oh, okay. Yeah. My cousin worked for them for a stint. Oh, nice. Yeah, I actually lived pretty close to a Cupca- Cupcake Royale location but i just didn't like their flavors as much sorry personal i <laughs> i used to work right next door to a cupcake
1: royale and i would close where i worked was closing like an hour after them or something like that and oh, wow. so i totally used to just dumpster dive this sounds really gross but hear me out i used to dumpster dive for cupcakes because they have so many leftover cupcakes at the end of the night they just throw them into this compost bin that's completely open and you just lift the lid you can take a pristine cupcake right off the top and it hasn't even been sitting there for like an hour yeah i mean and these cupcakes are like five dollars each if not more not
0: donate that Uh,
1: i mean this is a a larger world issue that we are not getting into in this episode (laughs) for
0: that but that's just what comes to my mind just just putting it out there so,
1: we're coming back and we're talking about shadow work here. And we wanted to give, again, talking about these tangible tips. So, if you want to want to learn more what, about what the fuck shadow work is, tune back into episode four. But today, we're just going to dive into these tips. Well, do you want to... Maybe we should start by sharing where how we feel like we kind of stumbled onto this path. Because like I was saying in the beginning, uh, that we... I just realized that we have stumbled and integrated and it wasn't like a, I'm going to integrate my shadow to be more
0: wholesome. Yeah. Like I heard about this shadow work class and I'm totally going to learn all about it. Yeah. I think it's when I started learning about
1: shadow work. It's like, I was like, it's like something clicked in the place and I was like, Oh shit. Like same with manifestation. I was like, Oh my fuck. I've been doing this my whole life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it, felt that way it felt like something that as I started to understand what shadow work was defined as it was something that I had felt had naturally been a part of my journey already and just felt natural in the fact of coming to a place of facing myself yeah on all levels yeah yeah yeah
1: I for me I've definitely always leaned into – no, that's not true. I just blurt that that statement. I've
0: always – I've always
1: leaned into (laughs) discomfort. I'm all of a sudden thinking back to the, like, super shy, easily embarrassed, like, extremely self-conscious teenager and and various Uh – it's always been both and for me. I've definitely went through both. I feel like I really stumbled into like the shadow work part of myself when I was doing beach body coaching because they have one of their pillars is personal development, and so I like dove into the self help books and things like that for better and for worse and it's always a both and and i i yeah I think it was those there were, I learned a lot of statements in that space that I was – that I really wanted to overcome. Like, you are not your thoughts was one that I heard, and I was just Uh. like, I don't get it. (laughs) I don't get it. And then also this, like, you can control your reactions and have better and different responses. Like, that one was really baffling to me. And – I guess similar to like meditation, you know, some like I wanted to be able to sit and meditate. And when I realized that it was really hard and that it left people feeling really blissful and I didn't get that, it made me want to just dive into it and figure it out. And through that, oh, my God, I didn't realize that, I, that I'm but i integrating my whole, that I'm doing shadow work, that it's an unlayering of the ego and the self and, like, who you are, what you believe, how you show up. Ah!
0: Yeah. There's so many levels and so many paths. And it's just one of the, another one of those things where it becomes about how you, as an individual, come across it and understand it for you because it is so different for everybody.
1: You were telling me earlier that you felt like part of your doorway into, or when you started hearing the term shadow coming up in your life and and having the realization like, oh, I've been doing this, was through the tarot. Do you want to speak to that
0: anymore? Yeah, I was, <clears throat> I was basically in a place of my life where – It was just after my last divorce, and the only reason the divorce was happening was because I was choosing something different than what everybody else around me wanted. And that was just something that in that place, I was like, I'm going all the way with this. I am making this choice, and I am honoring it for what it is, and I am also honoring that in all places of my life. Mm. And so when I stumbled across the tarot and started finding interest in that and learning about it, like it speaks the same language. Mm. It speaks to this place of coming face to face with yourself, knowing yourself, understanding who you are and having this developed intuitive navigation that naturally takes you into this place of facing things within yourself that you have been trying to deny or distract yourself from. Mm. Um, and so it was something that felt so natural to me and I didn't even necessarily know it was defined as that. Right. As shadow right. Work. Yes. And just going into that and that becoming such a routine and part of my lifestyle because it felt like what needed to happen and what I had been looking for for so long, just going through this process of, of knowing myself. Um, and just starting to come across more and more people using the term shadow work and and just being like, yeah, like that's literally what we are doing right now is uncovering so much of these things that have been denied. Yeah. I
1: think the term shadow started coming up for me, in when I was learning about manifestation and then it's remembering that the term shadow comes from the Jungian psychologist, mm-hmm. uh, Carl Jung himself, mm-hmm. that is where Jungian psychology came from um, yeah, so so interesting let's dive into these tips shall we? Yeah. Do you want to start with one of yours?
0: okay so I would say one of the first things that is the simplest but most effective is making time to be alone with yourself. Mm-hmm. Wow, that one is really hard for some people. Mm-hmm. I, I would say, I would say, all people in some form. Yeah, it's interesting
1: to think about that, even for myself, because it's been reflected back to me recently, like, you live alone, and you do a lot of stuff alone, and then I also grew up an only child, so, like, I guess in my life, I have had a lot of alone time, but we also mm-hmm. <laughs> live in a world that <clears throat> makes it really easy to not be alone when you're alone, and that, that was different in my childhood, even, you know, because I didn't have a phone that was connected to the internet, and I didn't have a, the internet in my bedroom, Um But, because now, yeah, we've got social media, we've got all kinds of stuff, and it's just interesting the way that we are, like, okay, and now, as an adult, I realize I've been struggling with the realization that even when I'm home, I don't feel like I'm really alone, or, like, really being with myself. I'm always doing something, I'm, like, checking in with someone, answering a message, I'm on social media, I'm, like... And like, even sometimes when I clean, it's like these little ways, I'm not saying that you can never do this, but, and no offense if you're doing it right now, I'm just saying like, yeah, if you're constantly have to be listening to something or, or just have something on in the background, it's not necessarily like, it's a both and, like you recognize where you feel supported, but also how can you grow presence And I think that was another tip we had written down, actually, and these go together. These all go together. But cultivating presence and awareness to be able to appreciate the present moment to allow you to even be in it and be with yourself more. But I feel like that's almost veering off a little bit. Do you want to speak more to what specifically, like, alone time means and looks like for you?
0: Oh, goodness. Especially when you become a mother – that becomes more and more difficult to define, but (laughs) I can imagine. Yeah, well, I think some of the easiest ways is even just taking a walk on my own. Mm. Going for a walk and being present with my thoughts, not on my phone or listening to music. Just making some space for my thoughts to just be there. Mm. Um, and I do try to do meditation but that doesn't always necessarily work for anyone. You know, like yeah, it, I yeah. think it has to be about what you personally feel you can make space for, but making the time to just be present with yourself and disconnected from other needs of and other people and other stimulus. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Making it a priority for yourself. Yeah. And especially if you feel like you don't have that right now, I do, I've worked with many of clients that, you know, really just feel like their days are really jam-packed and filled to the brim every single second. And <clears throat> they're like, well, I'd have to, like, for example, parents have to talk to my to my spouse or partner about taking care of the kids for me to be able to have alone time. And I don't think they're going to be want to do that. And there are... That's another part of like integrating this into a whole and shadow work is that because it shifts dynamics and relationships within your life and even paradigms, you could say. And it takes vulnerability and some sort of strength to be able to have these conversations. But when we break it down, and especially when it comes to like be, like a partner, for example, and people that love us and support us, they will understand. But we have to advocate for ourselves. We have to learn what we need, what we desire, and how to communicate that. And communication is so fucking hard. I've been talking about this a lot lately. My journey through communication, like, learning how to communicate, and, and believing that I was a good communicator was a really hard, limiting
0: belief for me to get over. Yeah, for sure. Um, and part of that is having the ability to one, accept that things will need to change. Right. Yes. Yes. As they shift, there will be change. So having an acceptance and awareness of that, because as it happens, we all have this, right, where it's like it's uncomfortable to face changes. It's uncomfortable to go against what feels natural to us. Right. But that's what change requires. Yeah. So you kind of have to have this awareness and availability for change to happen in your life. And you also need to be available for confronting those changes and placing boundaries where they need to start being built. And that does bring up confrontation. And that is also something that people want to avoid so deeply and usually is the biggest reason for not doing it in the first place is confronting that these things need to change. It's the confrontation and the choice made there that, it's really hard to follow through.
1: I'd also say a piece of it is believing that you can change. That's like, that's something you have to assess with yourself and, and maybe something that you have, maybe a place to start. If you like, do you believe that you're capable of change and that you can be a fluid person? And yeah.
0: Hey everyone. If you like what you're hearing today, you can access a free download that we created called the Damaged Daughters Download. Five characteristics of a damaged daughter. Courtney, what does that even mean? Well, we realize that we have a lot in characteristics, I guess you will say, that
1: we share. And we've decided to dissect them, to go deeper, to offer you a guide as your safe passage within your own self And it has many different layers. We've kind of fused self-care and tarot. Those are our specialties. And it just takes you through some different energies. Does this sound like you? If so, now what? Try this self-care support tip. And if you want to go deeper, here is how.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And especially if you are new to either self-care or tarot, it really gives you a little preview of how these things work in succession of how to understand yourself better and really develop a better relationship with yourself. So you can head over to either of our link in bio on Instagram where you can get the goods and find your flow. Now back to the show.
1: A lot of times for me, like when I realized that I was – more hot-headed than calm, for example, I would, I wrote myself a note that said, like, I am a calm and level-headed person. Like, how can I handle this? You know? And just reading that and reminding myself of who I wanted to be helped
0: a lot. Right. There's so many layers to this. Absolutely. And I I think a lot about um, friends that I have that are people-pleasers. That's me. Hi. Yeah. (laughs) Like, just that tendency to just, Want to make everything happy, everybody in their good place, and not cause any stress, not, you know, put any pressure on anybody, and definitely not speak up for yourself. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just feel like they've lost their voice. Like, this is such a necessary step to start reclaiming that, too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: People-pleasing is is a deep one, (laughs) and so multifaceted, and it has so many friends and cousins, like perfectionism. (laughs) Yeah, so many. I would say this presence awareness that we're speaking of, I've been, like, how do you grow your awareness? How do you become more aware? And that's something that, because... Especially in a world that you know you may already be wired and ingrained and distracting and numbing and, and checking out and things like that, because that's the world we live in. How do you grow and come back to this presence awareness? And I'm always saying that that is exactly what a self care lifestyle does it brings you back to cultivating an intentional, conscious way of living. And I believe that I started this practice for myself was through gratitude that's really where I started an anchor in on like what do you appreciate and it was I just I so strongly remember in 2016 sitting on the edge of my bed in the morning trying to think of new things that I was grateful for because I could only think of like the same fucking things every single day and just trying to lean into that and then Feeling and seeing the way that it's grown over time, like you just suddenly, you know, you just recognize little things in your day a little bit more and it just starts to shift and it truly, the way that gratitude builds neuropathways and changes things is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I actually met a PhD student at Cornell that was doing his entire thesis on is it a thesis or dissertation when you are a PhD? I don't know because I don't do that stuff. And I'm not in that world. Well, I do. Oh, just do, kidding. do you know? No. Oh, okay. I just I really don't know. No. Um, but he was it's on gratitude and he and especially being in Ivy League college and all of this, he was yeah. being made he he got made fun of a lot. He was sharing about how vulnerable it was to really be moving forth with gratitude because of how deeply there's so much neuroscience behind gratitude. It's fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember like the start of your having a gratitude practice or any,
0: have you ever had one, I guess would be a good question. I have worked gratitude throughout my practice, throughout my journey. It's something I struggle with. Yeah. For sure. Um, but I do feel that it expands me. Yeah. Yeah. So much from what I know. Yeah. And it's just one of those things I have to consistently kind of like weave in small bits. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I have never had like a specific like time where it was always there. It's been like little increments that I've come back to it in places. And um, especially when I'm really feeling those nudges of like fear, I guess, Mm. coming up in a lot of ways. I really feel like that brings me back into that place of, you know, awareness and remembering that I don't want to respond to the world out of fear. Yeah. Because I know myself. Yeah. (laughs) I know that's no longer what I want. And I think that that was a big part of it was in the beginning, learning to understand how I'm responding to the world.
1: I would say that this is, I I think that we're having a big opening to shadow work in general and awakening in our world right now, especially after the last year with the global pandemic. Mm -hmm. This is 2021 now. And you just said something really pertinent is that you don't want to operate out of fear. Like you decided that you don't want to live out of fear anymore. And we've been living in deep rooted fear, especially, I feel like we've kind of been building up to it. Like all uh, many different events, especially in America over the years, but like, especially with the pandemic, it's like, we're reaching a point. I like where fear is everything right now and it's consuming us. And I do think that a lot of us are waking up to recognizing that and we don't want to be consumed by it and we can choose a different route and it has to be intentional and it's going to be uncomfortable and it's really fucking hard.
0: Yeah. I think it's happening. On an individual level as well as a collective level. Yeah. And because it's so in, also such an individual thing, it feels so chaotic. And I think that's what we're experiencing right now. It's just this chaos of everyone's realities coming together to form this like almost sense of non-reality.
1: Mm. Because
0: we're just getting to this place of, is it okay to just be an individual.
1: Right, yeah. Well, and end so much of our, like, identities and thoughts and, like, everything was brought to the surface over this last year. Mm-hmm. And we, now we get an opportunity to, like, reassess where we want to live from and plant these new roots. Yeah. Especially under, like, the hot summer sun. I mean, this isn't a time of planting, but <laughs> just... Harvest, maybe. Just, uh, yeah, allowing... Allowing the sun to just, like, bring you to your full fruition, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, The other last two tips that I had already mentioned but are pretty much tied together is the you are not your thoughts, which coincides with that you can control your reactions. Right. Um, for me, the you are not your thoughts was really big and hard for me to wrap my head around. I, Like I said, I just did not understand it. Right. And it was – there are two books that I still um, remember the first times I picked these books up. I could not read them at all. Like, they just, like, were really hard to read. Couldn't relate. Like, it's, like, philosophy type. You know, like, literally, like, you are not your thoughts. You're the one who thinks them. Yeah. I, that's easy for me to, to comprehend now but if you can if you're listening and you cannot comprehend that do that's okay like yeah. I had to write it down I had to look at it I, I mean it's you're it's like it, it's consciousness recognizing itself right yeah and that gives me chills it literally almost brings tears to my eyes because it, that's the profundity of our existence and being alive and and that is the awakening when you realize that you are not your thoughts. Mm-hmm.
0: And I and think something you touched on with what you said in response to that with the, like, knowing that you have possibly been wrong. Right. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> that's that's a That's a big part of it right there is being like... Being in a place where it is okay to face that because you didn't know that it was wrong at that time. Yeah. But being humble enough to say, now I want to change it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and being yeah. with the process of change. and The ego is funny. I've been talking about ego dance a lot lately, and the ego is funny the way that it tri- will try to bypass things. That's something we'll have to talk about in another episode is definitely more about spiritual bypassing and, and ego. And ego, yeah, absolutely. But coming back now... Um, the book, the one book that really helped dissect this for me, and it was my friend Sue originally who turned me on to this book, it's called The Untethered Soul, and the author is Michael Singer, and then the other book that was challenging, but broke me open was it's called Dong Dong Doko Dong from Osho. And it's spelled like Dang Dang, D-A-N-G, us Dang Americans and our pronunciations. Doko um, <laughs> D-O-K-O, I'll link it in the show notes. Um But yeah, and then there's coming back to this – the i'll we'll leave that tip for you to dive down that that rabbit hole for yourself please feel free to reach out ask us questions it uh, that one's gonna open up a floodgate you are not your thoughts you're the one who thinks them and that taking that deeper seat into your awareness that one was uh huge huge
0: getting in the driver's seat
1: yeah oh interesting uh, that just reminded me of uh, something that came up in session with one of my teachers yesterday, but I'm not going to share that in this moment. Okay. Um, you, so you can control your reactions and have better responses was the other one. So once you realize that you are not your thoughts and you're the one who thinks them, then, you know, that kind of does lead into maybe – Like, you can control your reactions. And then, of course, at first, that this is, like, a—I think it's a fucking rude statement. Like, do not tell me what I can and can't do with my body, first of all. And second Don't tell
0: me I'm not doing that in the first place.
1: Well, yeah. Well, and also, like, you can't, like, I'm- By being somebody that experiences rage and hurt and um, all of those, like, layers of emotions, I- have been very familiar with those in my life. I, I, I'm like, I get really offended by this message. And I'm like, you don't tell me that I could, that I can choose to be happy in this moment. Like, how could I see this differently? Like, there's no way, like, I'm seeing red, like, or however it may come up. And it was... You know, as I dove into this more, because that, that of course, opened a can of worms, too. And I was like, well, what what exactly does that mean? And it's like, oh, well, you can start to learn what a visceral response feels like in your body. You can learn to name your emotions. You can be able to learn to communicate how you're feeling. And, like, that is absolutely something that we are not taught on a whole and absolutely didn't exist in my family. Like, we still don't talk about emotions. I have... There's, there's very few family members that I don't say I love you to, but like I do, there are a a few that we just, that's just not what we say. Like I absolutely love them. I know they love me, but like if I said it, it would honestly be weird at this point because it's been our entire relationship. I mean, I could probably pull it off because that's who I am. I'm weird and I'm, I'm the wild card. I love being a wild card. Totally. But I don't know if I'd get a response. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. It doesn't just initiate everybody to be a wild card. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I guess, honestly, those
0: are our tips for today. That's a pretty, yeah. or did you want to elaborate? I didn't have anything to elaborate on. I mean, I feel that if you are in this, you understand. You, right, if you're tuning into a Salt and Shadows yeah, episode. you understand. Or if you're curious, I feel like this is a very tangible, stepping off place to understand what it looks like.
1: Yes, and if you want to understand more in depth a tangible way for what this looks like, Diana and I are more than happy to hold space for you to do it through our Salt and Shadow sessions that we now have available. Yay!
0: So, Courtney and I collaborated with our shared experiences and skills to bring together a ritual of intention.
1: I'm just going to pipe in real quick. It was really
0: exciting to know
1: that to realize that between the two of us we have 14 years combined experience. Wow. Yeah. I just think that's neat and Isn't special. It? You're so experienced. And so are you. Like you you so deeply like take the time to study and be in the seasons and know the tarot so well like and it was fun for us in pre, in this collaboration of our sessions is to realize that We've been dropping into ceremony and ritual together since the first time we hung out. Yeah. I mean, I had, I definitely set up like a little ceremonial ritual space at the Valley Maid Market upstairs, and you had your booth, and I got a mm-hmm. reading from you. So, like, even that moment. But then the first time you came over to my house, I believe we did a full moon ceremony.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just been one of those things from the very beginning. It's like, yes, our businesses and our community brought us together, but. Even as friends, we are drawn to the same things and love the same things and spending our time doing the same things. So, yeah, it's just been a very natural process of creating and um, sharing a love for ritual between us.
1: And basically, what a salt and shadow session is, is us sharing our love of ritual and ceremony with you. In a, it's essentially a sacred self ceremony. It's very intuitively guided. We both have our own practices with, with meditation and being in communication with spirit guides ancestors in our own ways, respectively. And we bring you in for this experience that centers you and we include all of these different aspects of ourself, checking in with you, asking, you know, you're more than welcome to make requests. And also just if we get any inklings of things to incorporate or different decks to use or crystals, for example, it's, it's very much how, how did, what was the phrasing that you came up with? I absolutely loved it. Intuitive elemental channeling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Intuitive elemental channeling. We both, Really feel connected to the um, natural elements of earth and our environment and within us. And we channel our skills through those things to really put you in the center of the magic. Yes. Yeah. To re-empower you.
1: Mm. And these are 90-minute sessions. Ideally, Ideally, we'd love to hold space for you in person, and we invite you to come to my home and to be here and be in that space. We also will hold these sessions over Zoom. They're 90-minute sessions. They're only $189. That's our starting founding price with these as we're just feeling it out and seeing how it goes. They're available Monday through Wednesday, Wednesday, 4 p.m. to 8 30 p.m. we do have that is a limited availability if that just does not work for you you're welcome to reach out and see if we can fit in something else but the summer schedule honestly is really stacked and and we're closing the doors already in, in about two weeks from when you're hearing this July 14th is the last Wednesday that you're able to get a session in before the fall
0: yeah this is definitely a limited time right now um, as we are going to be taking a break during the summer yeah sure so this is a very limited time offer right now
1: i'd say it's a very poignant time though i mean this is the summer solstice Mm -hmm. it's like this goddess energy and we have been tapping in and tuning in and so we're so in sync with where we're at and what we want to offer and this would just be a great time for you to come and receive if you're feeling ready for that we
0: look forward to holding space for you all
1: right until next time